rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We all come today. Over the past week, we've uh, had to uh, maybe endure different things or go through things. Maybe there have been battles and struggles, uh, but we come together um, to join and let the Lord just meet us, amen, right here where we're at. And I promise you, if we'll just give it up to him, he will, he will fulfill what we need. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Welcome, everybody, to the house of the Lord today. Welcome you that are watching by means of the live stream. And um, we're just going to let God have his way. We will go ahead and get our um, announcements um, past us and out of the way. Um, and let's see. Um, uh, though they're not um, uh, with us today, um, uh, Brother Chase has got a birthday coming up tomorrow. And also there's an anniversary, Pat and Angela Grogan got an anniversary. 
How long? 37. Wow. That's pretty good. A lot of them don't last 37 months nowadays. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we wish um, happy on that. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. Um, one other thing I want to mention before I get into my devotion uh, today. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long ago it's been. But uh, but Ronnie and, and some got some of these uh, booklets, uh, and it is a uh, what they are is a home Bible study, and uh, the the Lord has been dealing with me uh, on this area, and uh, I, it's something that everybody should get uh, familiar with and uh, and get involved with. Um, the church that this these were printed from, they used this, and their members worked regularly doing home Bible studies for people. And um, I don't I don't remember which year it was. It was uh, uh, I can't remember the exact year, but this is from Alexandria, Louisiana, the Pentecostals of Alexandria, tremendous church. Um, Brother Bobby and Sister. Linda know the church. They've been down there with us. But they use these home Bible studies. It's called Beyond Belief, a study of salvation. It just makes everything simple and explains people God's plan of salvation. And through using this, I remember I remember one year, I don't remember what year it was, but they baptized over 500 new people in Jesus' name that come into the church because of this. So they have they have a, a bookstore down there on, on the campus, well, White Steeple Bookstore, and I I called and I ordered. I've got a whole case of these. I think there's 150 of them, and I want you to be praying about this. And uh, uh, you know, it's a it's a proven fact that the majority of Christian lay people who've been in the church uh, 15 to 20 years, have never personally led one, one, one soul to the Lord. Amen. That's, that's what the statistics tell us. And the testimonies that comes out of uh, uh, the Mangans Church there uh, is uh, they, keep, they keep the pastor and the associate pastors busy because uh, uh, Brother, Brother Mangan, I heard him say one time he was, he gets calls from his from his members uh, while they're at the grocery store, and I say, Pastor, I, I need you to meet meet me at the church in about an hour. I got I got one for you to baptize because we led him to the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, we can't just congregate inside the four walls and expect them to come to us. Jesus told us to go to them. Amen. We got to go to them. And uh, I don't know. I may I may take a Wednesday night and, and go through this to um, better acquaint acquaint you. But I want you to be praying about it and say, Lord, what can I do? Uh, I, I don't believe there'd be nothing better. Of course, the 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 first thing I want to hear um, is hear Jesus tell me, "Well done." How long to hear those two words? Well done. Amen. But Think about how 
how glorious it will be when you're in heaven. Jesus already told you, well done. And up walks a person to shake your hand and say, because of you in my house, in the living room on a, on a Tuesday night, you showed me the way of salvation, and I'm here because of you. Man, that would be glorious. That would be glorious. So I want you to be praying about that, Tim. We, we've got plenty of these in abundance now, and uh, so just remember that. <coughs> For our devotional, I was looking at the um, our bulletin um, for today, and in in the bulletin um, there is a uh, a story written by by a person for a um, a devotion, and uh, it just struck me, and I said I'm going to use this as our devotion. The scripture is Psalms one nineteen one oh. No, uh, it's 103, that's um, uh, 103, that's, um, I, I may have wrote down the wrong scripture, but that's not what I want, but it's Psalms 119, 103, and it's a short verse, I'll just go ahead and read it to you, it says, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth, talking about the Word of God, and eating the Word of God. How sweet are your words to my taste, and sweeter than honey to my mouth. I wonder, church, how much do we really love the Word of God? And do we realize how important that Word is? Listen to this testimonial from this man, and this, this is in your, in your bulletin. Recently, I was confronted with this question. If you fed yourself with food the way you feed yourself with God's Word, will you still be alive? Think about that. If you fed yourself with the Word of God like you... Uh, would you still be alive or would you starve to death? Come on now. It get, this statement, this question gave me the pause. Do I need to eat enough spiritually? Do I feast regularly enough on Scripture to keep up my energy and the health of my soul? Do I eat nutritionally? Take a balanced meal of law and gospel and comfort and commandments, prophecy and promise? Do I pass up spiritual junk food? There's some spiritual junk food out there, folks. Set aside empty calories that lead to disease in order to hunger for what truly gives you life. Do I think enough, do I drink enough living water to avoid faith dehydration? And once in a while do I splurge on dessert, savor the sweetness and joy of belonging at God's table. What abundance God sets before us. May we never skip a meal. Hallelujah. Some of us, and you can tell by looking at some of us, we would never skip a meal in the natural. 
Hello? But how many spiritual meals do we skip? And how, how do we know what we are eating is good and nutritious? That's the purpose of being under the umbrella, amen, of a God-called pastor. Amen. You don't need to be listening to every voice that's going around out there in the world. You've got to be careful who you allow to speak into your life. I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't want nobody speaking to my life that don't spend some time in the wee hours of the morning up praying for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Church, we have got to stay spiritually fed. And if we, if we let the inner man, the spiritual man, get strong, then the devil won't be able to whoop us around half as bad. Come on, somebody. Amen. We've got to fit, and, and we got an opportunity today in this service to say, Lord, I'm sitting at your table. I come prepared to eat and feed me from your sweet word. Hallelujah, because it's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Give the Lord a hand clap while they come.
you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop
everybody give God some praise in the house
church, if this ain't revival, I don't know what revival is. Hallelujah. God is moving. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. You can you can be seated if you can. I want to I want to give you something here. I want to tell you how how we move. God moves. A lot of times we go through situations that cause us to focus a hundred percent on ourselves. I'm hurting too bad physically or mentally or whatever kind of way. I just, I can't think about nobody else, nothing else but my situation. But God is trying to let us know something. The Lord touched Brother Joe back there several months ago. He, was, he had been in pain, been going through problems. But when he took the time to pray for somebody else, and I don't know what you what you realize now, but I'm gonna tell you something. I've been seeing it, and I've been in this thing long enough to know what know what I see. The Holy Ghost is moving in this man. He has used this man to help a lot of people. And Sister Tina. Right here, Sister Shelley. She's been going through a terrible battle. She sent me a text the other day and asked me to please pray for her. That's all. And I says, okay, I'll pray. And then I talked to her briefly this morning. And I said, you sick in your body or what? What have you been doing? She just said, Brother Sammy, I just feel broken. I just feel down, discouraged. I feel broken. Anybody ever felt broken? That's not a good feeling, is it? I knew it was time that God give her, and I told Ronnie to go back out and pray for her. The Lord touched her, but in God given what she's been going through, she comes right around here, and God leads her to use this. And through, and through that brokenness, God brought a healing. Brother Darrell, go ahead and sing some, brother. Let's keep the spirit of moving. Hallelujah. He touched me. Oh, Jesus touched me. Oh, joy that floods my soul or oh, something wonderful happened going now yes I know Jesus touched me and he made me whole oh I was shackled heavy burden Yes, beneath the load of guilt and shame Over oh, in the 
never be the same. Glory. God's good. And all the time, give him a hand clap of praise. We are going to have a meet and greet and dismiss for Children's Church. As you do your meet and greet, you can come around here and uh, put in your offering if you want to uh, while you're doing that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, it feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing
Praise the Lord. Well, give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you make your way back to your seats. Hallelujah. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Hurry up, Brother Bobby. God is good, and all the time, one more hand clap of praise. Now, don't worry about Sister Tina here. Her, her body is here, but she's in another place. And God is taking care of some stuff for her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Ronnie. I... I don't know if he'll give you the whole ball of wax for what he was going to or not, but I, I had to call him up anyway because I still feel like God wants to use him for something. So let's obey the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. God is good. And all the time. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Well, well, well. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, my message has already been verified by, by the bulletin, by pastor, and Jesus himself. Hallelujah. He's, that last worship we sung, that wor- last worship song that we sung, talking about the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. That's in my message as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, um, thank you. Hallelujah. So, um, the Lord has moved and is moving. He, he still wants to move in people's lives. 
The Lord wants to do something in your life today. Hallelujah. It's not just for one over here and two over here. It's for everybody. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. So I realize it's uh, uh, 12.15 now, and I still, I still do feel like 50-50, you know, like the Lord has is, is had his way had his say in the worship thus far, but I do feel like I want to give you some of what the Lord has given me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Bless Sister Tina, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. She's been laying there so long, she needs some strength to get up now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, bless her, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and get started. On, uh, we know that uh, uh, Thanksgiving is coming up upon us, and uh, so everyone's planning for that. And so uh, the Lord gave me uh, the scriptures to, to go with today, so we'll just get right in it and... Uh, I will tell you uh, that uh, when we was out doing, uh, going to a couple stores yesterday and I saw at Hobby Lobby a sign and uh, the message on that board was so important I wanted to share with you today that with the holidays coming, the sign said this, that don't blame it on the holidays. Your pants didn't fit you back in August. So, all right. So before the holidays and the feasts even begin and all the dinners, your britches didn't fit you back in August. All right, and if you want that sign, it's at the Hobby Lobby. You can, you can pick it up there. But let's go to the book of Luke this afternoon, chapter 7. We're going to read verse 36 through 39 to get started. And I'll try not... I'll try not to be too long, but be honest with you, ever since I've started ministering, I don't never know how long I go. <laughs> so we'll just see what the Lord has, hallelujah. But I know this is a word of the Lord today, hallelujah. Luke 7, beginning verse 36, begins reading like this, Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, wouldn't know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your mighty presence. I thank you for the ones that you have blessed thus far. And Lord, I know you still have something for those, Lord, who may not have received anything yet from you. Let them, Lord, receive what you have for them this day and this hour, Heavenly Father, for I know it is for each and every one, not only in these four walls, but for, the, for all those who are out amongst these four walls. It's for the entire world, Heavenly Father. Just use me as you see fit this day and this hour. I give you praise and all the glory for all powers in the name of Jesus. All strength is in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for it today. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say, 
Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to talk to you just a few moments on, th on this subject, the honored guest. The honored guest. Now, I mentioned uh, Thanksgiving's coming up, and we're making plans for that. I'm sure you are at your house. and uh, So this is a story of a Pharisee who asked Jesus to come eat at his house. And, you know, things are different in our time than we're, than we're uh, back in the day of Jesus, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. Uh, but, you know, we start preparing for Thanksgiving, and uh, we might have family or friends come over, and it could be at any time of the year as well. You might have an honored guest. You might invite someone over. And when you invite them over, do you not make sure all preparation is made for, the, for this individual, this family that's coming over, what have you? You're going to see to it that they're well taken care of. You're going to be a good host. You're going to make sure that they know uh, where uh, the things are in the house, the restroom. Are you going to offer, when they come into the house, you're going to make sure their needs are taken care of, that you give them a drink and uh, the, the food and, and meal is going to be prepared for them. You're going to be a, a good host. You're going to make sure that, that the house is clean and in order. You're going to make sure that just everything is pleasant there. And we're all about to do that. If you're about to host Thanksgiving, you're going through these things right now. And, you know, this Pharisee, he invited Jesus to his house. And while they were there, this, this woman who Scripture says was a sinner comes in. And instead of this Pharisee recognizing and knowing who was standing before him, he focuses more on the woman he deemed as that sinner. Let's go to chapter 7 and pick up in verse 40. I want to read down through here this Scripture with you, uh, beginning at verse 40. We're going to go down and read this story. Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, this is the Pharisee's name, I have something to say to you. So he said, Teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And a denarii was like a daily wage. So you can see the difference there, 500 compared to 50. Verse 42 said, And when they had nothing in which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he gave more. And he said to him, You have rightly judged. So Jesus gives him this parable. Now I want you to understand the scene that is going on here. They are in this Pharisee Simon's house. He has prepared a meal. He has invited Jesus to come and eat in his house. And Jesus has come. He's taken his place at the table. And so he's there. And then this woman comes in who is deemed a sinner. And she comes in and she goes behind Jesus. And she is standing there behind Jesus. Hallelujah. And Simon notices this and notice that, that she has come in. And so he's focused now more on her than he is on Jesus. But he's, he's missed a great opportunity. He's missed a great opportunity. He hasn't, done, he hasn't treated Jesus as welcomingly as what is custom in this day and time. He's not treated Jesus at all like they would normally do in that day. Hallelujah. He's overlooked who is in his house. Oh, if he had only knew the man that was in his house that day, what he had focused on his religion and what he seen as a sinner over the Almighty that was there. Oh, I pray that, I pray that the day uh, doesn't come that we regret that we look at someone and see the simple acts they commit and instead that we acknowledge that Jesus loves them the same as he loved me. 
the same as He loved you. The same love that He showed upon us is the same love that we should show other people and not look at them through the eyes of religion. We should never look at someone through the eyes of religion. Brother Douglas mentioned a week or two ago that he went to a, a store somewhere and someone asked him what he thinks about religion. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't think much of religion. I don't think much of religion at all because religion is not going to save us. The religion is what's on the names of church houses. But it ought to be the love of Christ resides. It ought to be what's on the name of the church houses. Hallelujah. I don't care if it's at our job. I don't care if it's a grocery store or, or when we're on vacation. Wherever we are, the love of Jesus ought to be what people feel around us. That, and that ought to be what just overflows out of us that they see. Hallelujah. And we ought to have that compassion for them the same that Jesus has for them. Jesus could have very well looked at this woman and seen and knew, and he did know that she was a sinner. He could have condemned her, but he did not. Aren't you glad that Jesus didn't condemn you for your sinful acts? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 44, it goes on to say, Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Jesus looks at this Pharisee, Simon, and he begins to speak to him again. He says, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. Jesus goes on to say, we're talking about the customs that they should have done, and we'll talk just more about it in a second. Verse 45, You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. Verse 46, You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. I wonder if he began to feel a little conviction within himself at that point. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven you. And scripture doesn't say this, but can't you imagine it getting completely silent that this statement Jesus made, your sins are forgiven? Verse 49 says, And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Woo, hallelujah. It was her faith that saved her. Hallelujah. Jesus felt and seen her faith. Hallelujah. See, Simon... He didn't offer water for Jesus when he came into the house. He didn't have a servant even to take a, a, a bowl of water and wash the feet of Jesus. Back in that day, they wore sandals. They walk on a dusty road, and they would wash their feet as they come into the house, you know, take care of the guests. It's supposed to be an honored guest coming to Simon's house. So he would, they would wash their feet. Not only that, they had to wash their feet, but they would also anoint their head with an oil. They had a special oil they would come up with, anoint. And as I looked at that, they said the oil would make their hair look smooth and refreshed and, and, and just kind of glamorous and nice because they traveled on foot. So they would anoint them with that, with that oil. Hallelujah. And he gave no kiss. He did not offer that peaceful kiss that they would welcome their guests in, that they, that they would kiss them as they come in. Let them know you're at peace. You're at peace in my house. You're my guest. I'm going to honor you. I welcome you in. None of these things were done. None of these things. This man Simon, this Pharisee, missed his opportunity when Jesus walked in the house. 
I ask you today, at your house, does Jesus have a place? Yes, he's supposed to live with inside of us. His Holy Spirit is out of us. But I'm talking about our physical home at the time being. What is our physical home like? Is it welcoming to Jesus? Do you welcome the Lord into your house? Do you, is the Lord welcome in your house with the TV show that you're watching? With the social apps that you're on? With the YouTubes that you're watching? Come on now. It's tight, but it's right. There's more shows. There's more things on YouTube. There's more of these. What's the little, they got the little quick YouTubes now. The little, I don't forget. Shorties, shorties, yes. They got all these. And people's doing it to make money, hands over a fist. And 99.9% .9 of that mess is junk. And I, and I know it. it. Most of it is junk you do not need to watch. And is it welcoming to Jesus in your home when you are watching these things? If you can turn on a TV show or a movie and you quickly show it going down the wrong path and you can tell it's of the devil and the language that is in it you don't need to be listening to, do you got enough gumption about you when your grandkids are in the house, when your children is in the house, to reach over there and turn it off? Hallelujah. Do you welcome the Lord in your house? Is there a place for Him at your table? Do you pray before your meals? Do you thank Him for the blessings that you have? Is it known in your house that you worship the Lord? Is, do you have Scripture anywhere posted in your house that everyone knows when they come in there, this is a house of the Lord. These people worship the Lord. They give thanks to the Lord. They praise the Lord. Sometimes if you have these things in your home, you let it be known. There's not going to be a demon, a, de a devil in hell that's going to take a chance on crossing your threshold. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Have you ever anointed your doorpost at your house? Nothing but the Spirit of the Lord is welcome in this house. You, you can't help what comes, comes in your driveway sometimes or what comes wanting in your house, but you, you can sure play a, pray a blessing and rebuke the devil from stepping in. I've seen, I seen a church sign one time that's, uh, that said simply this, do not give the devil a place at your table. Do we do that? Or do we give place for Jesus? Do we welcome Jesus? Simon, this Pharisee, missed his opportunity. Let's not miss our opportunity to let Jesus have his place in our house. Sure, he lives within our heart, and we need that Holy Spirit. But, if we, but we need to make our home feel, feel welcoming to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. If we get on our knees and pray, then we, we don't just have the family Bible that's collected 30 years of dust sitting on the bottom of our coffee table. That we actually got a Bible that we that we can flip through the scriptures and know. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Is Jesus welcome in your house? This woman here, she may have been a sinner, but she knew who Jesus was. And she walked up behind him, straight up behind him, and began to weep. And she began to weep so much that the tears were so great. She saw right away that Simon hadn't did his job as a host. She saw the dusty feet of Jesus. And she began to weep and wipe his feet and wash his feet with her tears and used her hair even to dry his feet. Then she had that oil, that fragrant, that costly oil. It was, this oil was a special type of oil. It was a more expensive oil than just the basic oil they would normally use. 
This was a different or more expensive. She brought the very best that she had, and she walked right on up in there. This wasn't her house. This wasn't a friend of hers' house. Simon most likely would never have accepted her in if it had not been for Jesus being there, but it was custom that they would let those come in and listen to what Jesus would have to say. So she came in the house. It did not matter to her no longer what she had been through. It didn't matter to her that they looked at her as a sinful woman. She didn't care about none of that. She had humility in her heart. She knew who she was looking for. She knew the one that was going to forgive her her sins. She knew who Jesus was. Hallelujah. Oh, and the tears flowed. They just kept flowing. And she just began to wash his feet and put that oil on his feet. Hallelujah. And take care of him. And Jesus pointed this out to Simon. He pointed this out to this Pharisee. You have done none of these things. But yet this woman has. She's taking care of me. Hallelujah. And he told her her sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. That her faith. Her faith. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord. I thank the Lord. Now I want to turn this back, back and give something to you. What I know the Lord had put into my spirit today. Jesus wants us to be the honored guest. We, we need to make Jesus feel welcome. We need to make him the honored guest in our lives, in our heart, in our homes, everywhere we go. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt. I, this just comes to me. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know, just because conversation, we, don't, we can't control conversations that, that we begin to hear or jokes that we begin to tell. But you know what? You don't have to laugh at them. You don't have to take part of it. You can turn you can turn a deaf ear to it. You can walk and go on the other way. You can say, hey, excuse me, I got to go. I have to do that in my job. I, uh, driving a truck, we get on what's called the party line, and there might be five, six, seven guys on there from a time. As soon as that conversation goes south, click. It's as simple as that. We don't have to participate in it. We should not be participating in 90% of the stuff that's going on in this world today. Hallelujah. But Jesus wants us to be the honored guest. Let's look at John 14, 1 through 4. The promise of Jesus. Jesus' word said, Don't let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Jesus has gone to prepare us a place. He wants us to be the honored guest. Hallelujah. He's going to take care of all of it for us. Hallelujah. Jesus has washed us and cleansed us by the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians 5, beginning at verse 25. And this is in the Amplified. Husbands, love your wives. Seek the highest good for her and surround her with a, a caring, unselfish love, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. And I included that because it goes right into 26. I can't get into that right now for time, but it's pretty clear, husbands, we got to love our wives even though Christ loved the church. So that he might sanctify the church, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word of God. It's him bragging. Hallelujah. So that in turn he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy, set apart for God and blameless. 
This right here to me makes it very clear once we come to Jesus Christ he, that He has sanctified us. He has washed us in His Word. We are not to go out living any old kind of way afterwards. This once saved, always saved belief in religion that's out there and in so many churches will lead you straight to hell. You have got to continually live for Jesus Christ. And the book says that we are washed by the Word of God. Every time that you come to the house of God or you spend time in your house reading the Word of God, you can be washed and cleansed by the, by the Word for what's going on out there in the world. Just like in the days of Jesus when they would walk and they would get their feet dusty and they'd come in and wash it off. We get dusty and dirty from the junk of the world that we go out in out there. We get, we get all that stuff, and it, I believe, if, if not even more so, we're like a magnet for some reason that, that attracts all this stuff around it. If it ain't that, it's just because it's so much around us, we almost can't get away from it. The only way to get away from what the world is offering, what the world is saying, what the world is doing, is to get into the Word of God and let it cleanse us. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Not only that, Jesus kisses us with His peace. He washes us with the Word. He kisses us with His peace. John 14, 27, also in the Amplified. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Now listen, do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. In brackets, and this amplified says, let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance. Think about it now. Jesus has said, peace I leave, I leave you. Imagine, if you will, Jesus kissing you every single day with his peace. We need that in our lives. And he has done that for us. He leaves us a perfect peace, a peace that won't leave us, that will remain with us, a peace that in every circumstance give us courage and strength for every challenge. Woo, I'm so thankful for that today. I don't care what we are going through. He can give us peace for every challenge. And I've been challenged this week myself. I know you have as well. We could spend, uh, you know, four, five, six hours, all, 24 hours all day if we want talking about every circumstance and every situation. But do you know there's a perfect peace in Jesus Christ that helps us every day? Not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday, but every day. I want to be kissed by His peace every day. Whoo, hallelujah. Because I don't know about y'all, but apparently I was born in the Pruitt family with a short fuse. Apparently that's hereditary. <laughs> I'm not going to pick one out and blame it on them. I'm just saying I'm, I must have been born with a short few. And, you know, and I don't know if it's the older you get, the quicker that gets or what. But, you know, we need a peace. We need something within us calming us down. And the Holy Spirit is what helps us do that. Hallelujah. That's why it's so vital for us to get up in the morning and spend time in prayer, talking to Jesus, asking Him to help us because we don't know yet what we're going to walk out and face. We don't know what challenge that we're going to face, but we're going to need strength for that. And we cannot neglect ourselves, and we cannot leave our house without receiving that kiss of Jesus. Hallelujah. That peace that He's going to give you for every day. Jesus kisses us with His peace. Lastly, and this is the one that really hit home uh, with the worship service, Jesus anoints us with His Spirit. 
He anoints us with his spirit. Psalm 23, 5 and 6 in the Amplified. This is David. We read the 23rd Psalm a lot, but David knew something about the presence of the Lord. He knew something about it. He wanted to be in the presence of the Lord more than anything else. The problem was he was always fighting a battle. <laughs> Do you feel like that sometimes? You're always fighting a battle? You feel like you, that you can't hardly be in the presence of the Lord? Because you're in a battle. But do you know the words of David here? says we can sit at the table of the Lord with the enemies all around. Think about that. Hallelujah. All the enemies sitting all around you, but you can be in his presence. Let's look at this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You ain't got to wait till you go and fight that battle. There's a table in the presence of your enemies. Hallelujah. Jesus is the host, hallelujah, and you are the honored guest, hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. David said, you have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. There's some who got a refreshing today. Got a refreshing today. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell forever throughout all my days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. David says this, and it, it's true in the natural and also true in the spiritual. We can, ha- we can have this Jesus' presence within our lives and sitting at his table each and every day. Each and every day we can sit in the table. The enemies are all around. But Jesus as the host, we are the honored guest. He's going to kiss us with his peace. Hallelujah. We read the word and he's going to wash us with the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, and he's going to anoint us. Hallelujah. And that anointing oil is like a representative of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You can be refreshed every day. Hallelujah. So it don't matter what encamps you. It don't matter what surrounds you. You are anointed by the Almighty. Hallelujah. His strength is going to see you through. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And David was looking forward to the future. He was look, he's looking forward to the heavenly time. Hallelujah. Where he will be in the presence of the Lord forever. You know, in closing, when we have an honored guest, they come and they go, right? It's appointed day. They come and they go. They're going to come. They're going to eat the meal. You might play, you know, some cards, game of rook or something, play Monopoly, and then they're gone. They're going to leave. But one day when the Lord returns, it's going to be, we're going to be in heaven forever. We're not, we're not an honored guest temporarily. <laughs> Woo, come on, somebody. We're not a temporary honored guest. We're going to be honored guests forever. Hallelujah. Let's all stand this afternoon. Hallelujah. Jesus wants each and every one of you today here in this house to be the honored guest. Not only in this present life that we currently live, but He wants you in heaven. He's coming again to receive you. His, His Word promises that. And so today, maybe you haven't made your commitment to Jesus Christ. Maybe you haven't committed completely to Him. Or 
like earlier, you know, my, my prayer, my heart, was when I was seeking the Lord, is that every single one, every soul within this house, every one that came across the threshold of that door would have a fresh, a fresh uh, Holy Ghost anointing just cover their body, just drip up off of them. And it began to happen in worship. And I, believe, I was believing at that time that I was not going to get up here and speak. <laughs> I really was. And the Lord had, has moved. But I know that he still wants to move in some of your lives. Not everybody received what the Lord has for you. So they're going to play a song in just a second. And every, I know uh, that the front, it, it could be kind of small, but I just want everybody to get as close as they can. And let's spend a season, a, a time of prayer. When you come up here, I want you praying for a fresh, a fresh anointing over your neighbor that happens to be beside you. I want us praying for somebody else as, as, as we close out this service. We sh now, if you want prayer for something, we can do that as well. I don't want anyone to leave who wanted to come for prayer. We will call the elders and do that. But I, I, I know that I know that I know that the Lord wants to refresh each and every one. Just like the worship song we sung at the last, I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. None of us needs to leave without feeling that freshness. We go, we, we go through times out here in the world where just so much gets on us. Like Sister Tina, we feel broken. We, feel, and we don't understand maybe why sometimes we feel broken. We feel down. But there's a refreshing for you today. As they play the song, let's gather around and pray for someone else today and let's everyone receive this fresh anointing of the Lord today. Hallelujah. Let Jesus kiss you with his peace today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak Jesus over each and every one today. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Yes, come on around. Come on around and pray for someone else this afternoon. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let Jesus kiss you with his peace today. We've all been going through struggles. Hallelujah. We've all been going through many trials and situations. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, right now, I ask you, Lord, that each and every soul that is in this house, oh, Lord, that you would give them a fresh anointing right now. Oh, Lord, that you would kiss them with peace right now. You see what they've been struggling with. You know what they've been going through, Lord. Hallelujah. You know what's going on in the job. You know what's going on with the family, Lord. You know what's going on with the sickness, Lord, that's going around. Oh, that you would kiss each and every one with peace. That a fresh anointing would just overflow everyone right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I speak the word over every soul right now. I speak Jesus over every soul right now. Up there in the balcony. I speak Jesus over Chris. I speak Jesus over Layla right now. Oh, let your anointing just freshen them, Lord. Let your anointing just freshen them right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, in your name, Jesus, hallelujah, in your name, Jesus, let your anointing, Lord, just flow, Lord, hallelujah, kiss her with your peace, Heavenly Father, hallelujah, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, hallelujah, let your fresh anointing flow on my sister right now, hallelujah, like never before, Lord, right now, you see, Lord, you know what she's going through, Lord, and you have greater things in store for her right now. The greater things are in store, Lord. She sits at your table right now, Lord. Let her cup overflow in you. Right now. 
Hallelujah. Yes, sir. just give it to the Lord. Just let it go for the Lord right now. Just like the woman, Lord, she cried out. She just let it cry out. Just let it go, sis. The Lord wants to overflow your cup right now. Hallelujah. Oh, just receive from him right now, sis. Hallelujah. In your mighty name, Jesus, let it be so. Hallelujah. Let your word in your name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just thank Jesus for what he's doing for. Just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All over this house, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, refresh us right now. Refresh us, Lord, right now. Hallelujah, right now, Lord. Kiss her with peace, Heavenly Father, right now. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to your peace right now, Lord. You see that. Hallelujah. They're all sitting at your table, Lord. They're sitting at your table, Lord. Overflow their cup right now, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Overflow right now, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Right now, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray for my brother right now, Lord. Overflow his cup right now, Lord. Hallelujah. I speak Jesus over his life right now. I speak Jesus over his body, his spirit, his soul right now. In the name of Jesus, make him whole right now, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. 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 Just sit at this table. Just let him overfill your cup. Let it overflow right now. Hallelujah. I speak Jesus over you right now, Francisco. Hallelujah. You're his child. Hallelujah. Were you not baptized in his name? You called his name upon your life. You do not belong to anybody but Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are his child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has not left you. He has not left you, Francisco. Hallelujah. Don't believe the lie of the devil. He has not left you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In your name, Jesus, right now. Oh, let his cup overflow right now, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
God is good. And all the time, I tell you, I love the way he brought that across. Jesus has invited us, Brother Scott, to be his guest. And as he was preaching that message, there's an old song that we used to sing quite often in the hymn books. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. Till he had called us, come and dine. Hallelujah. Come and dine, come and dine. The master called you, come and dine. Hallelujah. Oh, you want to go to that meeting. Hallelujah. God has invited us all. Woo, Lord, to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. God bless you. Amen. God has moved in a mighty way. Don't, before we dismiss, I want to say that I've got to say this to the Spirit. Don't miss your opportunity like Simon did. The Lord pointed out, the Lord pointed out two different people in here this morning that has yet to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you had recognized Jesus coming in the house a while ago, the Lord told me that if they would have come at that point, they would have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't miss one opportunity. Hallelujah. Don't miss one opportunity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this service. You have met with us here. You have blessed us. You have touched us. And we leave here changed today. We leave here feeling like we've been to church. Hallelujah. Bless each and every one. Keep them safe on the road. Till it's time to meet again. In Jesus' name, let everybody say, God bless you. We love you.